Life Jesus. Easter sportscast coach is in the house. Big cinnamon is in the house. What's up, Seth? Not much. I'm actually pretty excited, Kyle. There was some pretty good football on the television screen the last couple of days, so it was a, a nice uh, breath of fresh air. Uh, both uh, the NFL game on Thursday, and I don't know if you watched that Penn State. I know you're not a huge college football game, but you watched the Penn State Iowa game from last night. Uh, that was I, I pretty, didn't. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was fun. It was just a fun football yeah. game. You know that you know my thing with uh, with college college sports, right? You know that yeah. in PC basketball. I have season tickets. I mean, we go. Uh, I have a lot of relationships there at PC. You know, my one of my closest friends is a you know all time great there. So we have you know not to like be name dropping or anything, but um, so it, but if you ask me what's going on outside of that, outside of Providence College basketball, I have no idea. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know who really who the top ten is unless uh, you know Villanova is in it because they're Big East. I know what's going on in the Big East essentially. That's the same thing with me for college football. I, you know, Michigan football is. Uh, you know, I spent my life uh, going to um, alumni weekend. You know, at the at the University of Michigan, and so I know what's happening with them. But outside of that, and Penn State is in the Big Ten, but I, uh, I, I just don't follow it, you know. Uh, yeah. Unless I do get excited for the national championship game, uh, it's mm-hmm. a lot like uh, the MLB playoffs, you know. Like uh, not watching all year, but then when the playoffs come, I kind of get into it. So, uh, right. so how how was your week? How was your week, man? Like how was? Uh, I know you were excited. You were texting me all week. Like you had a, a good time on Thursday night. You were with T Fabulous. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you guys might have played a little softball, and then mm-hmm. uh, uh, I miss T Fabulous. By the way. Uh, I need to, to catch up with that guy, but uh, you got excited about a football game. Talk to me about that, like what, what was going on in your head that night. Were you drunk when you were texting me, or was it just a great time? No, I, I well, look it. I had a few beverages because I mean that's just the softball tradition. You go out, you play some fall, softball, and then you just go to the beers and you socialize with the team afterwards. And you know it's just a very chill atmosphere. So um, there's a local pub a local bar right up the street from the, where our games are that we go to pretty much every time after. And it's like a, one of those, those local divey sports bars. And it's just a fun time. They got TVs all over the place. Well, as the night goes on, you know, the, the Rams and the 49ers game is on the TV and people are just kind of dispersing and leaving casually, you know, cause you know, they're trying to be mature adults and be responsible and whatnot. But I'm like, I don't have, you know, I'm not a mature responsible adult. So you know what? I'm staying and watching the football game. So if that's 12 o'clock or 1230, I'm going to watch the end of it. But um, it was actually a fun game. I think it was like a 41-39 game. So there were, there's 
what, 80 points in the game. I think the, the over-under was, like, set at, like, 39 and a half. But, you know, the Rams got off, like, near the end of the game, the Rams are up by, like, you know, two touchdowns, and the 49ers start charging back. And I just get excited because, you know what, it's fun football. It's a close game. The 49ers scored. Like, they're, they're making – there were some turnovers at the end. It was just – it was just fun football, and I was like, finally, finally, the NFL is fun again. Like, the, the, we actually have a decent game to watch on television. So, for me, I didn't care who won or lost. I just wanted to see a great game. So, I was getting excited. I was yelling at the guys for missing blocks, and I was yelling at the guys for not catching the ball. I didn't really care what team it was. But a guy comes over to me from the bar because we're at the table of T-Fabs and another guy, Doug sitting at the table it was us three left watching the game he looks at me he's like are you a 49ers fan I'm like no man no not not really he's like well you got you got money on the game I'm like no man I I, you know I typically stay away from the Thursday night games he's like then why are you cheering so much I'm like well it's finally a good football game on the television and I love football I just can't help but get excited he's like well, I'm a 49ers fan, and you're really pumping me up for this game, so I appreciate you, bro. And I'm like, thanks. But, like, that's I, I felt like that's kind of what's been wrong in the NFL the first couple of weeks. That's why ratings have been down, because the games have sucked so much that even a 49ers fan at the bar watching a 49ers fan can't get excited until, like, some schmuck across the room is just acting like a moron like me. Uh, but at, at the end of the day, I, it was probably the funnest NFL game this year. It was, it was a points fest. You got thinking you got two awesome young, uh, offensive minded coaches in both the 49ers and the Rams that, that are doing some good stuff. Golf didn't look too bad. And really, you know, I have Gurley in our fantasy football league. So I'm like, yes, that's awesome. But then I'm also playing him in another money league mine so it was kind of like a better sweep because now like down 30 point 35 points in the other league so but anyway that that was my Thursday night thought it was worth sharing because you know it just I think it symbolizes a little bit about what's going on in the NFL today no and that's it's a really good point and I do remember you know those times where uh it was really exciting and fun to watch game and and we had more uh, parity or competitive balance, whatever you want to talk about in the league. And, you know, and, and I don't know what has taken the uh, excitement out of it. I don't know if it's now that we have Sunday night football, we have Thursday night football, we have Monday night football, we have, you know, three games on during the week and uh, this constant uh, media uh, frenzy that we get, we get this media blitz on a weekly basis uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it just it, it all becomes like uh, I don't know you know like it it, it all just becomes backdrop uh, when you have so much of it and I love when there's an exciting game uh, listen uh, baseball did that for me a couple of years ago when the Mets uh, you remember uh, you know mm-hmm. the Mets and the and the and the Royals were in the World Series you know the the that playoff series before that was just exciting it was just good baseball and. Uh, it really brought my, you know, and of course, I'll always be a Mets fan, been a Mets fan for uh, nearly 40 years. And I, uh, you know, forever I'll be that. And Come after but, me! Uh, I'm a man! I'm 40! It's football! I've been watching it for 40 years! 40! 40 years! I'm 40! 40 years! I'm 40! 40 years! I'm 40! 40 years! 40! 40! 40! 
<laughs> so I've <laughs> been watching the Mets for nearly 40 years. And, uh, well, not, not really. It's really more like 32 years. But uh, the, the, you do see some of that excitement, right? You do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and it gets – it comes back around. And uh, it's exciting st- stuff, man. So I, I'm right with you. I really am. Uh, I understand when those games happen, it's a, it's a fun time to be, to be a fan. So can we touch on really quickly, uh, you know, this trade – um, that that happened uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> you want to go first, or you want me to go first? <laughs> I, I, it doesn't matter, I guess. I, I, okay. uh, you go first. You go first because okay. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. Go ahead. You you do it. Okay. So the Oklahoma City Thunder now have three guys on their team that ranked in the top ten with isolation plays throughout the season. This. Uh, this is going to be a disaster. This is so fun to watch. Literally, they're often to play each day. It's honestly, I, I'm kind of torn. I think I'm going to run the ISO this play. There's not going to be any offensive rhythm. There's just going to be like, it's almost like, like, ice, like walking down the court to see if you do this, the isolation plays and then they're going to run. Like, I, there's no way this thing works out well, but it's going to be, it's going to be like kind of fun to watch, I think. I mean, they're not going to have an offense. It's just going to be ISO, ISO, ISO. ISO, 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 yeah, ISO, ISO. I mean, so I mean, whatever, do it because, I mean, you have nobody after the year, so cap grab before everybody leaves to to begin with. But there's no way this is a great idea. Yeah, no, you're probably right. I, I, uh, but. It's more a systemic issue for me, right? Like it's more of an NBA problem for me than it is a. Um, you know, it sounds like we might be having some audio issues. Are we? Uh, can you can you hear me? Am I coming through clear? Yeah, can you not hear me? Yeah, I think you're you're you're, cho- you're coming through choppy, but I don't know if it's my head my headphones. So, okay. But, um, in, in any I'll event, do better. Uh, we. No, it's okay. Uh, we, uh, but but you know, do we need to to build these mega teams? Is my bigger my bigger problem, right? Like we keep upping the ante on these on these teams, and you're right. Uh, here's what I like about Paul. I like Paul George's game. Uh, I, I I really wanted to see him in a place like San Antonio, where his strong fundamentals would show through, um, because you know that, that they were that. That um, Indiana Pacers team that he was on that was pushing hard before his injury uh, had Lance Stevenson on it uh, was, you know, that team just looked like they were coming uh, for the NBA. It looked like they were going to change the game. It wasn't going to be about the three-pointers. Mm-hmm. It was going to be about good, solid, fundamental basketball. And there was a Pacers versus uh, uh, San Antonio game that year where I taped the game and played it for mm-hmm. my own players. Like, do you want to see uh, great basketball, great fundamental basketball? Um, you know, um, and it's troubling that, you know, I, I um, get disappointed, just to, to say the least, mm-hmm. when, uh, when these mega teams form. Uh, and a guy like Paul George, just uh, it's shocking to see it. But mm-hmm. that's what it, that, that's what it takes now, right? I mean, it, yeah. is that what it takes? I think it is. So I, I don't know, man. I, I uh, 
I think it's 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 a frustrating thing that uh, this is the way that the NBA has gone, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. Uh, look, you know, so so I, let's go through this really quickly. How many big threes are there in the uh, uh, in the NBA? Like where you know that are are going to be competitive? You got the Celtics, you've got the Cavs. I mean, it's even bigger than big three, the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, but how many super how, how many super teams are there now? Are, are the Rockets one? I guess Rockets are one. The Rockets. Yeah. Yeah. Thunder. Uh, do you? I mean, do you consider the Spurs, or is that just a system? That's just. No, a I think that's a system. I do. I think okay. that's a system. So, um, you know, and, and now, is this a good thing or a bad thing for for the game? Do you need more of those? I don't know. I don't know if you need more. I, well, I would say uh, it's bad because, like, 14 of your 15 best NBA players are in the West now. I mean, like, you don't have – or 13 of the 15. I mean, maybe Kyrie and LeBron are your two good Eastern Conference guys. But I, I don't think it's good for the league just the unbalance of the teams and the balance of good talent in the NBA. I mean, it's all out West. It's all out West. And And – you know, you think TNT and ESPN will be going to like the NBA? He's like, look, if the NBA is sh- the NBA East is shit. You, we, we don't want to air any of these games. Like, this is not what our contract had entailed. This is not why we're paying premium dollars for the the, the rights to air these games because the 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 East is just it's just bad basketball. I mean, this look at I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a little biased, and they could be good, but they're still a couple years away. The Bucks. Are a couple years away, and then, like, there's just a lot of big market teams in your East just suck. Like, the Knicks are going to be awful. The Brooklyn Nets are rebuilding. Those are two big market teams. You know, I don't. Oh, it's just, that's, that's, you know, yeah. Now you're talking about about my teams now, yeah. right? Where you're getting into my territory, and yeah, we we went out and got D'Angelo Russell, exciting player. Um, you know, Jeremy Lin stays healthy. Listen, that's a team at the end of last year that made a push. Uh, not yeah. for, uh, you know, they won some exciting games. They were never making the playoffs. But now yeah. with D'Angelo Russell and, and some of the things that they've done, uh, you know, this is a team that could steal the eight seed and lose in the first round. I mean, if that yeah. happens after, uh, you know, and, and we've got one more pick left that we're giving away, but we mm-hmm. found a way to get in the top 20 of the draft. And so you're right. But but now uh, if they are the eight seed in the, in the East, um, again, you've got one mega team or two mega teams at the top of the pile that you know are going to be in the Eastern. Right now, that's my problem, is yeah. that you know who's going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals, and now you pretty much know who's going to be in the Western Conference Finals, right? Yeah. Like, yep. and, and, and that's not fun. We called this, uh, this disaster uh, last year. We knew who was going to be in. Yeah. Uh, we didn't expect the Celtics to, to run the, uh, to run the, the, the East, um, but, but they, you know, they, the games that that team lost, we can get into that team for, for hours, but yeah. the, the team, you know, they lost to good teams and they hardly, they, they hardly got past the bulls. That's going to change yeah. this year. We know who's going to be in the Eastern conference finals. We know. So, yeah. uh, hey, Kyle, I, we got I, a I think, caller on the line. Um, all right. I, I'm not going to screen up. I think I'm just going to bring them in right now. See if they have any comments. Hello. Thanks good. for calling the Nor'easter sports cast. Who we got on the line here? Good morning, good morning. This is Master Damas calling into this this good show. It's good to hear you uh, get your line clear. It was coming in real choppy on your end. Uh, Kyrie, <clears throat> Ivory Jones, I could hear perfectly clear. Um, the one thing I want to make a comment on about the NBA is the max contracts. Is uh, 
basically these these uh, superstars, they go to the warm weather areas, the Golden State, the Miami. They can go. That's what kept them from coming to Boston uh, forever, even up until just recently when they started pulling these trades off. Nobody wanted to come into a cold weather northeast area. Um, that's one area that I think that uh, we're going wrong in. Uh, I, I think that you open up the door to to uh, having these players stack teams, telling them telling them meet me over here. Back in the day, uh, Larry Bird would never join teams with Magic Johnson, and and Michael Jordan would never join with Karl Malone. These players actually hated each other. That's why we seen the tenacity on the on the court like we did. Uh, the New York Knicks and the Miami Heat. Uh, Anthony Mason and brawling, Larry Johnson throwing haymakers. They hated each other. These days, people are getting paid. They're comfortable. Um, and it, it's a travesty. And uh, honestly, <clears throat> that's why I kind of, over the years, have gone towards the more college sports because they play for, they're playing actually to get to that elite status. But it just seems like it's funny. I seen this picture of Ezekiel Elliott when he was in his Ohio State days and he had abs. His biceps looked like they were Popeyes. Now it looks like he's been eating, he's been it looks like he's been eating too much Popeyes. So it's uh, it, 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 it's it's a travesty. I, I really would like to see these players, you know, like Ezekiel Elliott right now. Um, granted, uh, Roger Goodell has all the power in the collective bargain agreement, and he can suspend anybody he wants, and that's pretty much what we have here as the WWE. But I really would like to see a young player like Ezekiel Elliott, knowing the the uh, Hall of Fame caliber status he's been thrust into, could be one of the best backs of all time with the line that he has. And where was he last week? He, wasn't, he can't rely on these people these days. They're too much about themselves. And with everything he's been doing at the strip clubs, on the uh, parade boat, and uh, getting himself caught up, you know, a rumor – might be fault, but there's some truth where it stems from, and that's where it it gets this kid is in too much trouble here and there. I know I went from basketball to football, but what I'm trying to just say is maybe we got to do something with these contracts. I started with max contracts. I know the NFL don't get paid like uh, baseball, hockey. Well, hockey doesn't get paid like baseball or uh, <clears throat> or uh, baseball or uh, uh, the. Uh, uh, hockey's kind of making their way up there, but basketball there. But I would really like to see, uh, you know, never mind these suspensions. Maybe you hit them in the pocket, uh, something. It, it, I don't know. I'd like to hear what you guys uh, have to say about it. But I did want to take it one place. You were talking about system as in San Antonio Spurs. I seen Ivory talking about Brady being in the system. And I wanted to take it there. Because we all know Tom Brady wasn't the quarterback his first year as he is today. He's 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 evolved, has he not? Yeah. Okay. As, I mean, play, okay, players so evolve you, over seventeen years. Oh, so are you telling me that he can't approve upon oneself up in a system? Because that's exactly what he did. Did he not? Uh, I mean, sure. Uh, okay. I mean, I. I oh. So would you go uh, as wait, far wait. as saying that? Would you go as far as saying is that they built upon the system each and every year that they have an opportunity to do so, no? No. I mean, well, well sure. I mean, I, I think that um, – That the, is the, the success. The, the, that is the success. They have the longevity 
to where all these other quarterbacks don't have the offensive coordinators, don't have the coaches, don't have the same players around them because they've been beating up on that division for so long that people are jealous of the success that they're having and they're trying to mimic it and they can't do it because they don't have the pieces in place for longer than a few years because that's the patience of the NFL. But that's also what they've contributed to do. Tom Brady okay, has but, never okay. had anybody to play with. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No. So, and th- dude, thank you for the call. Um, I appreciate you. You know, I do. Um, and here's what I'm going to say is yeah, you're right. Um, and if you hear me talk about this with any kind of regularity, which uh, most people that listen to the, this show have and do, is that um, the Patriots have put together uh, what Greg Popovich has put together. And, and I don't understand, uh, uh, again, it's, it's the area that we're in. Think about the rings that Greg, it's, it's very, very similar. And yes, uh, Tim Duncan improved over all of those years with Greg Popovich, but it is, it is a system. Okay. And uh, Tom Brady certainly improved, but uh, my argument is that it's the system that you plug Jimmy Garoppolo in, you plug uh, and you're seeing it already. Right. And you're a game and a half as, as, as the, uh, as it goes on. Right. You're gonna, you're Jimmy gonna had see a that. game and a half. Jimmy had a game and a half. Matt Castle played uh, the full season after Brady went down. Never played and beat a playoff caliber team. That's all Tom Brady does. These playoff caliber teams. The that Patriots year, were still eleven to five though with Castle. It's not like that's right. it's not that's like they had a drop. Right. They 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 missed they missed the playoff on like a BS tiebreaker. So I mean, um, but hold on, hold on. If you guys want to use that season as something to credit Brady being in a system, then I have to show you it the other spectrum and, and tell you you're absolutely wrong. That year before, they went undefeated. They had a great team, great players around them. If you're a quarterback in the league and you don't come in and have success with that team, there's something wrong with you. So Matt Castle was in this system for a long time. He did what he did to make the most of it. He never did anything elsewhere, but he never beat a playoff caliber team that year. And that was the reason they never made it to the playoffs. But had they made it to the playoffs, yes, they could have won. That's not a discredit to Tom Brady. That's more of a tribute to the players and the caliber and the system that they had in that team in uh, at for that moment and, and going into the uh, 2008 right. season. So you're making my point. I mean, you're, you're making my <laughs> point at for all. me. And not at all. No, you are. They and, never and, and, beat and so... a good team. They never beat a good team that year. 11-5, never beat a good team. All right. Never be I'm making it, yeah, this is a weekly update. We could, we could, we'll do a Tom Brady system quarterback special on the Northeast radio sometime soon that we can call, <laughs> yeah. call in. Um, I, I, for the, uh, we appreciate your call. Thanks for calling in. Now we're kind of going off rails. Um, so I'm just have gonna, a good day, gentlemen. Yeah. Thank See you. Ya, thank you. Um, uh, so uh, I, yeah, we could do this for, for hours. Yeah. And so uh, uh, I don't want to do that. He does either. make good points. Um, I'll just, what he originally called in, and just one quick comment because we got to move on to other stuff. He's right in the fact that a lot of these superstars now are millennials, right? And I, I do think it's my generation that is kind of playing into this, that the, we just don't view sports the way we used to. Loyalty is not a thing like it used to be in the past, and I think it all plays into I think it all plays into, I think it all plays into the, the player hopping. I think it all plays into uh, these mega 
and super teams forming. Um, there's a lot of factors that go into that. And more so than ever, these superstars are very entitled. And let's move on. Um, is that fair, Kyle? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I, I actually do quickly want to touch on it as well. And I want to say that uh, look, at, uh, look at the McGregor uh, fight, right? The McGregor-Mayweather um, fight. And, uh, and I think that's where, uh, Mastradamus was going, right? I think that's what he was talking about is, is that, uh, you, you know, Bill Lambier used to fight people on the basketball court. And now we've got, um, it, it, it's almost like, uh, this manufactured Tupac versus Biggie type, uh, <laughs> yeah. type situation where they yeah. do it just to make the money and, and to make album sales go up. And, uh, it's the same thing. And, and these guys are now collaborating and almost conspiring uh, to make a, a, a whole bunch of money. And uh, that that's, the, it, and it will show it. The play does suffer, right? The, the product does suffer on the, on the field. And I really hope that the NFL doesn't start doing that. I hope we don't see, uh, you know, Derek Carr pick up the phone and call Ezekiel Elliott and, uh, and say, Hey, let's do this. And, and let's build a super NFL team. Certainly the structure is way different, but that's what I was mm-hmm. picking up from, uh, from that last caller was, uh, you know, the, the, the product, it's not what it used to be. It's not, you get drafted, you go to the team, you play for the team you got drafted for and stay there for years and you defend your house and you take it seriously. Now they're all friends. They're all going to the strip club after and they say, you know, who's my best friend and who do I want to play with in the future? Uh, I, I think we got to get away from that because the NBA product is certainly suffering. So, yeah. uh, but this is an, this is an NFL show. We've already spent way too much time on, uh, on other things. Uh, but great thought provoking call there because uh uh he's right in that aspect right i mean uh, uh look you look at the money that those guys uh mayweather and mcgregor they're showing their movie theaters they're showing what they're doing with all that money they played us for a fool right mm-hmm. like that, that they actually hated each other and they and they were talking trash to each other and they did it uh, they did it right uh, and they and, and and they played us all for suckers, and that's what the NBA is doing right now. So yeah. uh, any anyhow, so uh, we uh, we're about almost a half hour into this show. Uh, first half hour was a little glitchy, uh, but I think is it any better, rolling. Kyle? Yeah, it's 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 so much better now, right, uh, as the last caller said, and, and we're uh, we're cooling the gang now, uh, and we're rolling. <laughs> so what um, we've got a lot of action today. Um, mm-hmm. This is one of two weeks uh, of the year that you and I battle now. This used to turn into uh, a Coach Kyle special at the Cambridge Brewing Company. Uh, a little look behind the scenes of the Norrister Sportscast is uh, 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 Big Cinnamon and I spent a, a lot of years together at the same company. And uh, uh, when, the, when the Giants played Philly, uh, the, the the loser would have to take the winner out, or I'm sorry, the winner would have to take uh, the loser would have to take the winner out to lunch. And uh, so, uh, though we're not at that company anymore, we now do a podcast together, uh, which is pretty awesome. And uh, so, I think we need to up the ante this week. Maybe it's a little okay. more than lunch, um, but we'll, we'll figure that out. We are going to cover that game. I uh, we're changing the format up a little bit today where I will uh, be just picking uh, a straight winner and giving you a fantasy focus player in uh, from each team. Uh, and the money man, Keith Pfeffer, uh, the money man, big cinnamon, whose lines have been just incredible is going to lay down the money lines and, uh, uh, and, and we're going to go from there. And uh, I think it's going to be exciting. 
So do you, do you have anything before we, uh, we hop into these games? there, No, not, not really. Uh, these, I mean, the lines this week are really interesting. Um, there are 10 home dogs. There are 10 home underdogs this week. So a lot of weird stuff happening in week three of the NFL, but we'll get more into that later. I like it. So, yeah. Um, Where do you want to start? Do you want to start right off the top? Do you want to start with the big game? I mean, game. I mean, first of all, do we need to talk about your Giants? Do we need to talk about the inspiration of this clip? Give me a break. That's what we're going to do, Michael. We're going to be like accounts now in baseball. Uh, what is it? The Pythagorean theorem. The Pythagorean theorem says that the Red Giants offensive line, that their record should be one in one. That's the Pythagorean theorem said that the Giants offensive line, that their record should be two and all. When I talk to that, when I talk, when I talk Pythagorean theorem, I sound like that. No. Oh. The people that trust the Pythagorean theorem, okay. the people that listen to the Pythagorean theorem, the people that sit there at their desk, that only know the naked body through National Geographic, that do the math to come up with the Pythagorean theorem. That's what they sound like. Quit it. It's football. I've been watching it for 40 years. 40. 40 years. That's one of the worst offensive lines I've ever seen. And they have not gone this long without scoring 20 points since 77-78 when Joe Pasarczyk was their quarterback. Patterson played Joe. So take that with your Pythagorean theorem. The Joe Pasarczyk theorem. <laughs> yeah, so not happy. That's yeah. a not happy sports guy. But I think yeah. that was that was about 10 million Giants fans across the, the states would probably all agree with those comments. Am I wrong in that yeah. assumption? No, no, it's frustrating. And what's more frustrating is to to have your your head coach call your quarterback out. And um, yeah, I, I Giants are in trouble um, right mm-hmm. this minute. And uh, you know, you said it before. It's so funny that um, and things change, right? I mean, we owned uh, Dallas at home for a lot of years, and uh, you know, the, the they you know they opened up that stadium in Dallas against the Giants. So the first game ever uh, was against the New York Giants on Sunday Night Football uh, or Monday Night Football, and uh, and the Giants won. And, and uh, I think we cursed that place. And this year, for the first time in maybe five years or six years, uh, the, the Giants lost uh, on opening night to the Cowboys. Now, uh, I know you're very confident going into this game uh, because the Giants just don't win at Lincoln Financial. They just don't. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, um, you know, that, that loss to the Cowboys maybe changed uh, the, the, uh, the format a little bit, changed it up a little bit. And maybe, um, you know, this game is a little bit different, uh, and, and maybe we have a chance, but, uh, you know, the Eagles are an inexperienced team, uh, in some places in other places. I mean, Carson Wentz has just been phenomenal. Even with the one-on-one record, he's been really good. Um, so I think it's going to be an interesting game, but the giants are in trouble if they lose this game and, and they're in trouble anyway. Uh, mm-hmm. offensive line woes, certainly. We know that. We know that they have offensive line woes. Uh, they need to get B.J. Goodson back um, at linebacker. Then uh, Hurt uh, needs to get him uh, back in line. And Eric Flowers just needs to go. He just needs to go. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a failed science experiment. We drafted him too early. Uh, and, and it's one of those scenarios where we're just hanging on to a little bit too long. And uh, 
we're just holding on to it. Uh, and I don't, I don't love it. Uh, I think we're in trouble. Uh, I, I'm not confident going into this game today, but, um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, back in, I think it was the first episode of season two, Kyle, I, I told you that the Giants need a running game. You need a running game. And for the first two weeks, I mean, I don't know. Have you lose faith in Paul Perkins? I mean, are, are you are you selling stock in him already? Because you were very high on him at, at the beginning of the year. And for me, I don't know if this is just a product of bad offensive line play or he's just not the guy or it's most likely going to be a combo of both. Uh, but, I mean, the run game is an app. You know, Odo Beckham being injured doesn't really help you all that much. But Eli's just looked – he looks like, a, you know, eighth-grade – quarterback out there I mean he's fallen down without being touched it just it doesn't look bad but at the same point I'm not I'm not all that confident in this game because it's still the Giants because you've been on record and say this is just Giants football they look like crap for a couple weeks and then they just come out of the gates flaming and you know are the Eagles are the Eagles that team or is this the game where it's like the Giants coming out party because you feel like it's they can do it you have a great defense. The defense, I mean, you only gave up 17 points to the Lions last, last week. And all those points came in the first half. So you, besides a punt return in the second half, your defense really has been shut, shut down. And honestly, 17 points in the NFL, if you can keep a team under, you should be able to win those games. And, and you know, and I think that's well, – And you have, you have to win those games. You have yeah. to win those games. And, uh, and, that, and that's the truth. And so – you know, listen, I, I think that they probably made some adjustments on the line uh, this week. I think they're going to try to get that double coverage. And, you know, I, I think – and you're right. And, and I have been on record to say, uh, and again, that, that, that there's a Super Bowl uh, Giants team that beat an undefeated Patriots team that came out of the gate 0-2. Um, and, and, and this team will, will string together four wins then lose two and then win out. And that's what, uh, and then you go and, and they end up winning nine games and sneaking in the wild card and uh, doing damage on the road. It's, it's, it's the formula of, of which they've, they've won two rings. So uh, I'm not completely uh, until um, we haven't won nine games until that is mathematically impossible. I don't count the giants out uh, ever, yeah. but uh, uh, you know, the Eli flinching, uh, is just because that the uh, you know the defensive ends were walking in last week. I mean they were going untouched off the edge, yeah. uh, and, and it just wasn't pretty. And that, that was a game we should have won. Uh, you know Philadelphia. I mean uh, Detroit is okay. Um, I think uh, you know I saw. I'm sure you saw me going off on a Detroit fan like you know that's a terrible franchise. That they're even if they make the playoffs they're going to be one and done. Uh, it's like they're the little brother of the Green Bay Packers and will be forever. Uh, yeah. That's a home game. Uh, that's a home game in prime time uh, that, that you need to win. And so yeah. I, uh, I, I, that's what I think, man. I, I think you're right. I think anything can happen with this game. I don't think, uh, I think it's a divisional game. I think look at how hard uh, Cleveland pushed uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, look how hard, uh, you know, some of these divisional games, they just, they're just weird. And it, this could be a six to three game going into the fourth quarter. It could be a shootout. Uh, mm-hmm. But I know that there's history. It's going to be a good game no matter what. Um, but it's not. It's not going to be, be a very long game. I think we're going to understand the Philly's going to win this game in the first two or three possessions if they don't change those things on the offensive line play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
this game opened up at three and a half and it's up to six. And as just an NFC East game, I think six points is way, way, way too much. Um, but, you know, I, I think this game is going to come down to a fourth quarter turnover. I, I, I think it could go either way. It's either going to be a Carson Wentz pick or either an Eli pick or fumble. Um, I think it's going to be like one of those those nasty, like 16-13, 13-10, 16-10 games going to the fourth quarter where where there's a couple possessions that could really, or a couple plays that really swung the game one way or the other. But I, I think this this game comes down to a fourth, fourth quarter turnover. Um, you know, I, I'm still skeptical on the Eagles here, Kyle. There's a, little, there's a lot of things that I, I really don't like with this team yet. And most of them are on the offensive side of the ball. Um, I think our plays are predictable. I, I think there's a lot of defensive coordinators that know our schemes already. And after two weeks, I mean, they, they mu- it shows me that Doug probably hasn't changed anything since last year. And, I mean, I don't like that. I don't like Doug as a coach. Um, the fact that we, we did not run the ball at all last week against the Chiefs, that, that it was a 13-13 game going to the fourth quarter, and we have a total of, like, 12 runs uh, um, of our plays, and, like, the, it's an 80-20 to pass-to-run split. I don't like that at all. So, I don't know. It's still up in the air. I think our defense will always keep us in it. But, you know, in a divisional game, especially when – the, the Giants have lost twice last year and there's film on it. And I, I don't have any co- uh, confidence in Doug Peterson and the offensive plays that he's running. I, I don't think this is as easy of a layup as, as a lot of people are expecting to be. Um, and it, it makes me nervous. I mean, this is our first home game. This is our home opener against the Giants. And, and can I mention this? I hate the fact that after week three, both the Eagles and the Giants have played two divisional games. It just, I, I, it, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I don't like the fact that these games are so important and that after three weeks, you're already played two of them or 33% of uh, your divisional games are done. I, it's not something I really enjoy about the NFL schedule this year, but um, I guess if I, I, I put a little bit of faith in the Eagles. I mean, the over-under on this is like 43 points, so it's it's going to be very low. I can see this being like a 2017 game, and I'll, I'll, I'll put it I, I'll put it on the Eagles, but this I'm not going to feel comfortable at all through the, the whole lifespan of this game. Yeah, and, and that's fair, um, and I think that it could be 2017 either way. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence going into this game uh, and this is it, right? Like if, if the giants have a good showing and uh, it ends up a slug fest of, uh, of execution, right? If it ends up, uh, um, you know, and the giants are very good. To, you, you mentioned it, right. That they didn't <laughs> give up a point in that second half last week. Um, you know, that, that, that's impressive when you can do that. And so you just need to get your offense to click once they do. Now, there was no offensive, I mean, defensive touchdowns last week. Maybe that makes the difference, right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, if, you keep play, if you keep playing defense the right way, eventually that does lead to points, whether it's direct defensive points or uh, they just put you in a good enough position where, uh, you know, uh, Beckham or Marshall can catch a ball that changes the game. And so when you have a defense that's really good, uh, like this defense is, 
that can change the game. And so uh, with that, I say that's the only thing that keeps them in this game. And uh, I say, you know, it could go 2017 either way. Obviously I'm going to pick the giants and, uh, uh, and we'll see how it goes, but uh, we'll think about what we want the bet to be. Uh, mm-hmm. And we'll mention at the end of the show, uh, maybe it's a, um, a, a not good picture uh, of, of, uh, of doing so we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, either way, it may, may, maybe we have to sing a song and put it on the YouTube channel. Maybe we have to, we'll see. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, I actually, I'm going to say that I want you to sing a verse of call me maybe on, um, on our YouTube channel. If you, if you lose no, point right. Fred. this is straight up. Okay. All right. I think I can go right to that. I mean, do we just want to do a call me baby on, on YouTube, regardless of who's the loser? I can, yeah, or do sounds you... fine. I like it. We're, like we're going to do that. We're really going with that. Yep. That's the best. I think that's, who... that's the best. <laughs> okay. All right. That's the best. All right. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Um, because th- th- there's no manly way to say one verse of that song. So um, you can pick the verse. It's uh, it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, that's going to be what's going to happen. It's going to get posted on the YouTube channel. Could, you have to you lip-sync it? Or you, yeah, you I guess, actually have to no, sing it? I really think that we should do like, um, you know, because I'm sure you can find an instrumental version of that somewhere. And uh, I think that you you need to actually do it and uh, and and say the words. So, um, you know, it has to be, and I want to say that the caveat needs to be, it needs to be at least 30 seconds long. So. Okay. All right. I'm not happy. All right. We'll do that. That's fine. Uh, we could change it up, but I, I really like that. I like that. I like that okay. you don't like it. So. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Good. All right. So, so you want so let's ever, jump right in. You want to jump right into week three? Uh, so just for uh, for our listeners here, I do want to say that uh, uh, handicapped against the spread last week, I did go twelve and three. So you know, I, I know I keep saying it, and you don't believe me, but I do know what the hell I'm talking about, and uh, you sh- so you should probably listen here and take down notes and try to be as awesome as me. But anyway, I continue. So you know, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of funky stuff going on this week. First of all, we have the Baltimore is at Jacksonville, but it's not really at Jacksonville. It's, it's in London. You sound like you're from London. Um, I hate these London games, but um, Baltimore is three point under or three point favorites in Jacksonville. I don't really have any strong opinions about it, and it's something I'm not going to put any action on. But um, so I'm just going to move on. I'll probably I'll probably take the three points in Jacksonville because they've done the trip before. Uh, but besides that, I don't really have any strong feelings. But I bet there are some fantasy implications in this game, Kyle. So what what you got that's, that's kind of important in this game? Yeah, so I think um, you said it, right? Um, I think that uh, uh, it, these London games are sort of a farce. Uh, I, I, I don't love them. Uh, it messes up your team. Uh, I, you know, Giants have now played in, in two of these, and I see the hangover after they come back. Uh, so I, 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 for one, am not a fan of these. Uh, I think you can watch this game on Yahoo, but it also is going to be a, a televised game uh, if it's not on already. Uh, I know it's going to be an, an early morning game. And then, again, if, if you're a fan of either one of those teams, then your day is over by 11 o'clock in the morning. It's just not good all around. I'm not a fan. But uh, what, what I am a fan of is, uh, and the best 
fantasy play uh, of this week in this game, out of this game, is Jacksonville's defense. Uh, they have been um, surprisingly effective. Uh, I think uh, we did not get to see that the, uh, the best Jacksonville team last week, uh, but in week one, uh, this is a team that uh, was super impressive, and we thought, hey, maybe this is the team that we were making predictions on last year, or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, uh, last year where we said this is a team that's a sleeper that's going to come out, and they, and they rolled a dud. So I don't know if they, if they roll the same dud, but uh, if you're in a pinch and say you have Tennessee's defense or you have um, what's another bad defense this week, uh, you know, even uh, any of those mid-grade defenses, and you can go out and get Jacksonville's defense, I say do it today. Um, that would be my, uh, my play for the week on this. Uh, Frenette's certainly been okay. Um, you know, they're, they're pretty much standard scoring in uh you know if you're starting Blake Bortles you're in trouble um you know but some decent running back play here but the the biggest surprise uh going Jacksonville's D and uh, I also like Jacksonville to win this game okay beautiful um going moving on here uh we have Denver is three point favorites at the Buffalo Bills so again this is one of the uh, home dog here one of those interesting lines um, the fact that it's only three, I think, is very telling. Uh, again, I, I, I don't like I don't like West Coast teams coming out east, especially for the one o'clock time slot. Like for instance, Oakland is at Washington this week, but that that game is at eight thirty. The the Sunday night game at eight thirty. So the biological clock, I mean, it, um, doesn't come into effect as much. For me, Buffalo's offense have been just looking terrible. Tyrod Taylor doesn't look. I mean, we we talked about over the last you know a couple of weeks ago, Kyle. We talked about consistency at the quarterback position and how that 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 really does mean a lot for some of these mediocre to bad teams. But I mean, and we thought Taylor, Tyrod Taylor, not great, but not awful. But he's just been a consistent quarterback. And now there's finally rumblings coming out of Buffalo. Uh, that that do they move on from Tyrod Taylor? I mean, you scored only three points against the Carolina Panthers last week. Um, that that was just an ugly game. The the Buffalo has looked like a shell of itself. I don't typically like to take the West Coast teams in this, but I'll probably eat the three points, even though everything I about a West Coast team visiting out east I don't like, but it's, it really just comes from my lack of confidence in Buffalo altogether. So I know a lot of Sharks out in, in Vegas are taking Buffalo in this game, but I just I can't do it in my right mind. I, I just don't know if, uh, if Buffalo can score more than 10 points this game. Yeah, so uh, I disagree with uh, with that take. I think again, I have the uh, the luxury of picking uh, without the, without the spread. Uh, so this game for me is is a slam dunk. If I was picking for suicide, uh, I would pick Denver in a in a hot minute. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, but some some great fantasy. Uh, play here now again are you making any significant changes uh, in your lineup you have Shady McCoy uh, going right I think uh, uh, and if you're relying on Denver's running game um, I think uh, uh, that um, 
you're in trouble anyway. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stay away from it from the very beginning, that whole um, CJ Anderson. It's just, it, it, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence in me. Uh, but the, the biggest fantasy play here for me uh, is to, uh, to drop uh, Hauschka, which who is the kicker for Buffalo. I know I'm, I'm talking about kickers and defenses here <laughs> in the first two games. And I know that that stuff doesn't matter. Uh, but I feel like he's been very um, I, 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 inconsistent uh, in practice. I think he may have something going on. Uh, it's a, I, I read a story on him this week that says to me, if there's any other kicker available, pick him up. Um, because uh, he's, he, he, yeah, he, he's not. Uh, uh, yeah. So I, I would drop him. And again, there's no, there's no deep sleepers in, uh, in this game. Uh, I think uh, that it's exactly what you would expect. I think if you're starting those running backs and wide receivers, you're in good shape. But uh, if you can, uh, if you can make a, a change at, at kicker, uh, do that and, and get rid of Buffalo's kicker for sure. So. And that's why you don't draft kicker to the last round, Kyle, because no, I, you should really, you should, you should really be picking up a new kicker every other, you know, every couple of weeks, just because that's how the way it works. Um, but yeah. good. I like it. Talk about another game, like a game that I have really no interest in. And it reminds me a lot of a week one matchup. We have Pittsburgh is seven and a half point favorites on the road at the Chicago bears. So the bears, you know, week one, they looked re- they looked serviceable against the Atlanta Falcons. They looked like they were, they weren't going to be the worst team in the world. And then they come out week two and just, I mean, it was a disaster against Tampa Bay losing 29 to seven. So this game, you know, week one, when it comes to gambling, week one is interesting because it's the only, it's only week in the NFL season where, where people can have about three months to bet on it. And then you get to week two and there's a huge over adjustment in the lines and the spreads and you get a lot of overreactions. So then when you get to week three, now this is when things will start settling down and kind of the dust will settle a little bit with these teams and Vegas will actually start finding the true value of some of these teams. So I think there's something, there's something to do. I, 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 I think Bell is ready to pop. I'm really hoping he pops because he hasn't done shit for me in the first two weeks of fantasy football for uh, my brother-in-law's league. But I, I think this is actually a pretty, a pretty close line for what it is. I actually have a Pittsburgh in a 10-point win at Chicago here. I just like their offense better. And if Jameis Winston is doing that to the Chicago offense, I, I'm pretty sure Big Ben can do the same thing, and they have a better running game. So I'm, I'll eat the points here. Again, I'll, I'll, um, not a huge fan of road favorites, but I'll eat the seven and a half, and I'll take Pittsburgh over Chicago in the handicap. Yeah, and this is an interesting game for me, and this is um, one that I'm glad that we get to talk about uh, because uh, Jordan uh, Howard, is uh, one of those players that at the end of last year uh, we thought we would see him go in the first or second round fantasy-wise. And uh, now, uh, is he hurt, Keith? Do we know? Um, hold yeah. on a second. Yeah. So he – yeah, I want to see exactly the nature of the injury. Um, so hold on. I'm going to do a little – I should have been probably a little bit more prepared uh, than this. <laughs> but um, – 
Yeah, no, I, I did have uh, notes on uh, on Howard, uh, but but in any event, we don't need to necessarily cover the the play by play on Howard. I know that you're not going to be starting him this week. Uh, I think uh, regardless of whether he's hurt or he's not hurt, uh, he is a fantasy disappointment. That if you drafted in the second round, I think uh, you need to uh, make adjustments, right? And I think you want to mm-hmm. stay away completely away from. Uh, the, the, the Bears running game and I think that uh, I know it's a game that we're going to cover up pretty soon I think that there are some options with uh, with Cleveland right uh, Cleveland's mm-hmm. offense that uh, will fit in nice if you're trying to replace Jordan Howard or uh, uh, some of that that declining Bills offense uh, I, I don't love uh, any you know that much action here from a, a, a fantasy perspective in this game other than avoid, 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 right? Stay away mm-hmm. from Jordan Howard, stay away from that Bears running game. And, uh, I mean, I think uh, uh, that's it, right? The Bears lose this game in a, 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 a tremendous fashion with no, uh, no, no spread implications for me. Gotcha. Yeah, that's fair. And just to kind of circle back on Howard, he was limited in practice, came back to a full session on, on Friday, but, you know, it's never great, especially at a, a low level right now. He's like a low level tier RB two right now. RB two really even made the yeah flex maybe yeah. Uh, but stay stay away. Run run kicking and screaming. Run for the hills. Howard. Run for yep. the hills. Yes, please. All right. Yep. Th- this is an interesting matchup between two undefeated teams here and the NFC. We have the Atlanta Falcons are three point favorites at the Detroit Lions. So this, um, you know. Detroit is coming off a short week, uh, and in, in a week that Detroit really didn't look that impressive on offense. I think you can contribute that more to a good Giants defense. Uh, um, but, you know, I, I still think the, the, the Super Bowl hangover is going to hit this team. I do think this is going to be the first game where it hits. Um, you know, Atlanta being three-point favorites on the road, um, on the road, and you know, again, we've talked about this before. You know, basically, the the point spread between home and away is six points. So, if you swap Atlanta being home against Detroit, would you say Atlanta's nine point favorites at home against the Lions? I think it's way too much in this. I um, I probably take Detroit with the three points and, and put that in my pocket and uh, just leave it as as that. But this is, I mean, these are two teams that have a lot of fantasy players, Kyle. I could see a lot of fireworks getting played in this game. Uh, what, what do you think on your end? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, admittedly, uh, I am a little salty after a loss to a, uh inferior team in the uh, uh, Detroit Lions. So, uh, with that said... Um, not a lot of, of uh, consistency from Lions players on the fantasy perspective. Now, if you're starting Matt Stafford, I think you're in good shape. But, uh, I, I, you know, I think he's a, a good quarterback to have. Uh, but I also don't think that you want really that supporting uh, cast uh, uh, from a fantasy starting perspective, right? Uh, Golden Tate yeah. may be the, the least consistent uh, wide receiver, uh, there's a player that can give you 30 points in one game and then go four games giving you under 10 points. Uh, you do not want to rely heavily on him. Uh, I remember the days, right, of, um, of Priest Holmes and Sean Alexander and Edron James 
uh, Tiki Barber, where uh, from a fantasy perspective, you knew you could roll in your running back and you knew that running back was going to give you what you needed, right? Uh, Marshawn Lynch uh, fell into that category. And now Detroit falls into that category where uh, you have Abdullah, you have Riddick, you have, uh, they're doing different things out of the backfield. Uh, So again, no standout RB one there, really. Um, I think you can get points from some of those guys uh, but but I think uh, that backfield is nothing better than a flex play. Uh, I think your best bet on the Detroit side is going to be um, uh, the quarterback play. Uh, and I think you know if you have to start in a, a WR two or WR three position, you do have Golden Tate to do that. Uh, again, not not a lot of consistency. Uh, and and I like Atlanta's defense. Uh, I, I like them actually as a fantasy play. Um, again. Uh, you can start either one of the Atlanta running backs at uh, uh, at a flex position or an RB3 position. Um, I, you know, De- Devontae Freeman certainly should be a uh, RB1 play. I think he's the, the better of the two. But uh, I'm not sure that I want either of those guys. It's the inconsistency. That's the theme of this game, Fep. It's the inconsistent <laughs> fantasy play. Um, again, if, you, if you're starting Matt Ryan or if you're starting Stafford, I think you're okay. And I think that if you have uh, some stud receivers, some A.J. Greens out there, some Demarius Thomases, I think uh, uh, that's fine. But uh, I don't think that you want to rely on a lot of the role players. Uh, obviously, you have a, a staple in Julio uh, that is going to constantly produce uh, one of the top three receivers in the game, unquestionably. So uh, I like Matt Ryan and Julio to start. I like uh, uh, Stafford to start. I like both defenses as a play here. Uh, I would stay away from Golden Tate. I would stay away from the Lions backfield. And uh, I personally like Atlanta to win this game. Uh, but again, I'm salty balls because uh, you know, Giants should have won that game on on Monday, so I will admit that I am at least. So that's all right. That's all right. I don't care if you're biased; just admit you're biased, right? Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. I am <laughs> in this game, and uh, if I was betting it, I would stay away from it because I am salty yeah. balls. So yeah, salty yeah. balls. So we got to make that yeah. sound clip. Salty balls, Kyle yeah. here. Yeah, salty, salty balls, balls Kyle. Kyle here. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, talk about a game that we. I don't know why everybody's interested in, but like you know, I this is more popular than what it should be. We have Cleveland is at the Colts. Kyle, guess here. Who, who do you think is favorite? Uh, Cleveland, I would say. Yep, yep. They're a point-and-a-half favorite. So, Cleveland are road favorites against the Colts. We live in a weird time here. But I'm not going to go too much into this. I'm probably going to take any. Indy's a home dog. They're getting one-and-a-half points. I don't really have any confidence in either of these teams or both teams are capable of really dicking it up. Um, so with that being said, I, I think I'm just going to take the points here. I'm going to take the home dog and and move on, but I'm leaving it at that. I'm, yeah. I'm staying away from, yeah. I'm staying away from it if, if, in any type of parlay or lock. Yeah. So, so run and hide. Uh, I agree. Uh, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't uh, be on this game from a gambling perspective either. I do, uh, you know, I mentioned before, this is a, an interesting matchup for, uh, and it does have fantasy implications. Now, a little bit weird that, uh, um, you know, we had a migraine issue uh, with Cleveland's quarterback last week. I mean, so that's weird. weird. So weird. Right? I mean, I, yeah. I, have you ever seen uh, that before where uh, – 
a quarterback leaves for a mi- with a migraine and then comes back, and that it's so so really really weird. Um, like how I, bad I could what, that migraine be? Like I I just I can't imagine. I know. I, like a ninety nine of a hundred quarterbacks be- out there stay in the game, don't they? They're not taking themselves I, out for a stupid migraine, especially if there wasn't any like hit that like would put them into like concussion protocol. Like it's just I don't know. Like you be, come on, softy. I mean that's just I hate to be like the old man yelling at the clouds, but like you're being a softy, dude. Like you're being yeah a, a, a major badge, aren't you? Like stay in the yeah, game. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. And, and it, I don't. I, I don't know. I've never really, I, I've had some bad headaches in my life. I, I had had some, you know, I played uh, a tight end for the, uh, for the Johnston Panthers and uh, I had taken my share of hits in my life. And uh, I know bad headache can be pretty debilitating, but uh, on the biggest stage, I'm not sure. Uh, it, it's weird. I know, I know they can be crippling. Um, so I, I don't want to go in too much judgment, uh, but I will say any guy that uh, is not playing for a uh, because of a migraine, you want to probably stay away from um, from a start perspective. Now, does that mean that he can't? Uh, he didn't take his Advil this morning, and uh, they're going to be okay. I think they could be okay. Uh, but and we lost Corey Coleman last week. Uh, Cleveland oh. lost Corey Coleman last week, so uh, there was a threat. I can't catch a break. That, Right, just can't catch a break, and uh, uh, he. It looks like he's going to be done for the year, uh, but I do really like uh, Rashard Higgins, who is um, you know sort of uh, um, you know he he was in that WR two slot for in the depth chart for uh, Cleveland, so he moves over. Uh, with the opportunity to, and, and here's what I like about Cleveland's offense is that uh, Isaiah Crawl can run and so, and he can run really, really well. And so when you have somebody that can run and, and uh, you have to respect the run, it does open up the pass. And so uh, that's why I liked Corey Coleman. That's why I like Rashard Higgins. So I think uh, if he's available in your league, you go out and get him. Uh, I think he's no more than a flex start for this week, but I do think keep an eye on that. Uh, and, and, and see how that goes this week because he could be a player, uh, especially if they win this game. Now, across the field, uh, I mean, how old is Frank Gore at this point? I, uh, uh, but uh, with, that, with that being said, uh, Jacoby Brissett makes his second start. Uh, I would stay, say stay away from Brissett. Uh, obviously, he's not going to be a good start, <laughs> but they're going to they're gonna rely heavily, heavily, heavily on the run. So Gore might not be a bad uh, flex or uh, RB3 run here, uh, but I would stay away from the wide receivers. And uh, so your plays here uh, are certainly um, – I, I like Richard. Uh, maybe keep an eye on him, put a watch tag on him. Uh, I like the start of Crawl. I like uh, the start uh, of uh, whoever I just said. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Frank Gore (laughs) and uh, yeah, I know Um, Frank Gore and stay away from Brissette. So we're good. We can move on from that one. We'll move here. I know we spent enough time on Indy. Did you pick a winner though? Do we have your pick? Oh, uh, yes. I like, I like Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Right. I, I do. Cleveland I think, rocks. Uh... <laughs> All right. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Here, here's a pretty interesting matchup. Tampa Bay is at Minnesota. Sammy Longsleeves is going to be – it seems like he's going to be out this game, so that, that, I think that has major implications. Um, what do you think the line should be on this, Kyle? Uh, probably six, I would say. Okay. 
Oh, wow. That's very, t- I mean, it's only Tampa Bay is only two and a half point favorites here, but they are at Minnesota. Um, I, yeah. Without, without the quarterback play, I know. Right. I mean, tough. I guess the three, it's tough. I mean, they're home and it's a little bit different and, you know, they're just going to have to get really creative with Delvin Cook. But it's so hard for me to take Minnesota plus two and a half without seeming long sleeves. Like, they just, the backup quarterback play is so bad across the NFL. And it really changes. I mean, all through training camp, all through preseason, Sammy Longsleeves is your one. He's practicing with other ones. And then you throw in two here. The chemistry chemistry doesn't just click like that and Tampa Bay did look good last week they look like a team that that's gonna be there or be competing at the end of it so I I don't want to do it but I'm gonna have to take the home the the road favorite again and, and take Tampa Bay minus two and a half uh it it might be a touchdown game it could bite me later but but I, I'm I'm semi confident Tampa Bay will will cover. Yeah, I really like uh Tampa Bay this year, you know I do. Um mm-hmm. I uh I'm a huge uh Winston guy, although uh that, that I did draft him across uh, multiple fantasy platforms. Uh I was able to get Cam Newton very late in uh a lot of these drafts, which uh I, I had high expectations on both of those quarterbacks this year. Uh, and, and I have not pulled the trigger on starting Winston yet over Cam Newton. So uh, do I do like week. him. And I, no, I'm certain I'm not. Um, okay. I think, uh, yeah, that, that I think Cam has a very good matchup. And I, uh, yeah, I, I'm confident in, in doing what I'm doing this week. But a lot of interesting stuff happening uh, from a fantasy perspective in this game. Now, do you have any, any starters going in this game? No, no. No, I mean okay. I know your boy Jacquez Rogers. You were I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a point and a half last week. You kind of you called it stat line, Kyle. You're on the record and called you almost called it a stat line verbatim. Um, I know. Kudos, kudos to you, good sir. Kudos to you. Um, oh, thank you. But but um, no, I don't have a you know for me like I, I didn't have a chance to get Mike Evans in the second round. I wasn't going to pull the trigger on Deshaun Jackson. I think Doug Martin was a good play to draft in like the eighth to tenth round, but I just he was just never there when I when when I was up or where I would feel comfortable drafting him in. And I know he comes back after what week four, but um, no, I but I, I like. You know, yeah. yeah. So okay. Yeah. No, nothing for you there. But I, I do. I say uh, it continues to roll with Jaquiz, right? I mean, I, I he had a, a a decent start to last week. I think maybe the yardage is down for him a little a little this week, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I think it's a, a matter of uh, it's a coin flip on whether he gets into the end zone. Um, but if you're looking for a, a flex play. Uh, he's a great, great, great flex play. Uh, now, Minnesota let Corderell Patterson go to uh, the Raiders uh, the because, Raider. they like, because they like Diggs and, uh, and because, uh, you know, they, they have some interesting things going on there. Now, with that being said, uh, quarterback play is a problem. Uh, so they're, they're, I, I don't love any of the play uh, offensive players in, in Minnesota. Um, do say uh, I don't love Diggs, uh, but but I do feel like he's ready for a uh, a breakout game. I think you could see him. My my, my prediction on him 
is probably going to be somewhere in the five to seven receptions range. Uh, so on a PPR standpoint, he's good. I say between 75 and 85 yards, roughly. Um, and again, coin flip on whether he gets into the end zone. So that stat line uh, on a PPR is good enough to start for me. Uh, that puts you at around 10 or 11 points in most fantasy leagues. So uh, decent play there. But I go Jaquiz. Uh, and I go uh, and, and I do like uh, the wide receivers uh, of Tampa Bay. I'm picking Tampa Bay to win this game easily. Uh, and again, this is pretty close to a lot for me with no um, uh, with with no uh, uh, points given. Gotcha. So, yeah. Yeah. Understandable. So here here's one. So this is probably going to be another lock for you, but this int- this line is crazy. We have the Houston Texans are at New England, the, the, the line is 14 points. Houston is a 14-point road dog here. So, you know, I, I've been on the record many times saying I hate double-digit point spreads in the NFL because it just uh, – it's a lot of points. I mean, that's two touchdowns in the NFL, and especially, like, is Houston's defense that bad? I mean, I, are, are they really taking – the fact that Jacksonville dominated them, that they gave up 29 to Jacksonville week one, and then week two, they, you know, Deshaun Watt, um, what's his name? Yeah, Deshaun Watson looked okay and, and beat a very bad Cincinnati Bengals on the road. I mean, is that why yeah. New England's 14-point favorites here? Because, I don't know, I you know. No, I think, I, I, I think, it's, a, I think it's a combination. It's, it's yeah. a home game. Uh, if you look at the history – uh, if you look at uh, everything laid out, I mean, Brady had uh, one of the best games of his career last week. Granted, it was against yeah. a very bad, uh, uh, you know, no, essentially we talked about this, right? They haven't yeah. spent any money uh, on that team since Bounty Gate. Yeah. Very bad uh, defense in um, uh, New Orleans. So, uh, but, uh, you know, Brady certainly looks like he's back in Brady's form after a, um, you know, a tough, uh, weird loss at home against Kansas City. Again, we look at history that that that's happened in the past. So I yeah. think um, they're firing on all cylinders. It looks like they're finding their way with their wide receivers. Uh, I think their secondary. I think Patriots secondary uh, is the only question mark out there right now. Um, and I don't have any confidence at all in in um, if they had an offense and it wasn't Deshaun <laughs> Watson and and they had they just uh, Texans have zero offense. So. Um, I know I sort of took took the ball here over yeah. on you, but it's um, all right. I'll swing I'm, I'm clearly going uh, with New England. Uh, what do you see on the 14? I think you have to take New. I think New England wins by. I think it'll. I think it'll be around 20 points, but I think it, it, it'll be kind of a, a loose 20. Like could have been 50. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm taking Houston, man. So look at Houston's coming off a 10 game, a 10, uh, 10 day like little buy. So, so they're fresher. I think Deshaun Watson creates problems for the new England defense because he can run. Like, I, I think there's not a lot of film on Watson. I think, you know, if you give Belichick enough time, he'll, he'll find everybody's weakness, but there's not a lot of film on Watson right now. You have the preseason right. games and you have the, the Bengals, which is an utter disaster. I, I, I think Bill O'Brien there, the history, he knows what the Patriots will give him enough insight where he'll be able to to run a few plays where it's not three and out, three and out, three and out. Because with New England, the main thing is just keeping their offense off the field. The more time you can limit Tom Brady, 
being on the field, the better your chances will go. So I could be, I could see this being a very boring defensive game. I, I don't, everybody think there's going to be a lot of points scored. I can see this being like a 21, 10 game in new England or a 17, seven game. I could see this being, you know, I don't know what's Gronk's health, where he's exactly at the Houston defense. I, I, they're get, they have time. Look at I, I could look like I, this is one of those games that I'm, I could look like a complete idiot next week. But like, what's the point of doing a show if you're not willing to put your name next to takes? So I'm taking Houston with 14 points because it's 14 points in the NFL, and that's a lot of points. I mean, at any given Sunday, Houston can make this a game, and I think the chances of them making a game or making it within 14 points is greater than having this complete New England blowout. So I'll take Houston with the 14 points. New England is going to be is going to have a steady hand. They're not going to be in threat to lose this game at all, but I just think 14 points is way too much. Um, sure. Okay. okay. Uh, uh, from fantasy from from a fantasy perspective, I think uh not not, not a lot of uh here. Right. I think uh, anything exactly what you're thinking is exactly what it is. I think you Mm -hmm. start Brady. I think you start Gronkowski, anything outside of that, whether you're talking about Hogan, whether you're talking about, um, you know, even the Patriots defense uh, isn't necessarily a lock of a play. Um, So I think your only locks are Brady and Gronkowski. Uh, I think that um, uh, I would stay away from just about everything else. Very inconsistent uh, on Houston's side of the ball. So uh, I do like the Patriots straight up to win. I do think it's going to be a 20-point victory. Uh, and I think uh, don't take, if you don't have to take any chances with, uh, you know, trying to start Hogan or Amendola uh, or even the backfield, it's so split uh, back there between, uh, you know, White and uh, whatever else they have going back there. Uh, stay away. Delisi, uh, they've just got too much going on to, mm-hmm. to put any kind of consistency on. Um, you know, and to the credit of the Patriots, that's what they're good at, right? There, yeah. uh, you can't hone in on one specific player; they'll burn you in other places. Uh, the greatest system that we've ever seen, people. Um, so yeah, uh, stay away from um, from the weird wide receivers if you have other options. <laughs> Sounds good. Now, Kyle, we're getting into last uh, about. 16 minutes of the program. So let's just do a couple quick hits on that. So I'll just say the sure. game. I'll say the line. I'll pick a winner. You give me one or two fancy guys that you're going to start in this game. Or if there's none, just say none. So here we go. Miami is six point favorites at the New York jets. I am eating the points. I'm picking Miami here. Jay Cutler smoking cigarettes on the sideline will happen by week three. Yeah. Any, um, any fancy yeah, guys in here? A, 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 I like a Jai. I like um, uh, Landry here. But yeah. other than that, yeah, you can kind of move on. Yeah. I think Devontae Parker is questionable for this game, so keep an eye on that. Um, we got New Orleans is five-and-a-half-point dogs at the Carolina Panthers. I'm picking – I'm taking New Orleans plus the five-and-a-half. I have zero confidence in the Carolina Panthers. They played a very bad – they played a very bad 49ers team week one. They played a very bad Buffalo Bills team weeks two. I do not have the confidence in Carolina to score more than five and a half points more than the, the, the Saints. I could actually see the Saints winning this game outright. So I'll take New Orleans plus our five and a half. Yeah, divisional games are weird. Um, I don't love it. I think you've got your standard, uh, your standard starters here. You've got mm-hmm. uh, Thomas, 
You've got uh, Breeze is still uh, an unquestionable start. You have to start him. Tim Newton, Kelvin Benjamin. Uh, I think you've got to stay away from McCaffrey like we talked about. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, you start your big, your big four here, and that's about it. Yeah. You have a winner for this one? Uh, yeah. I, I like Carolina. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Seattle. Here's an interesting one. Seattle is two-and-a-half-point dogs at the Tennessee Titans. Wow. I mean, anytime you're getting you're getting points to to play the Seattle to to play Seattle, it it sounds like a good bet. It, it sounds like you want to take it, but for that reason, I feel like this is one of those Vegas lines that they're trying to bait you into doing something that you don't want to do. Seattle's offense looks atrocious. They look awful. Yeah. They look terrible. They would have better luck with me, and I haven't played in 6 years. With that being said, yeah. I'm taking Tennessee. Tennessee isn't a great home, a home team. They don't, they don't cover a lot well at home. This is one of the games that I will probably stay away from if I have to, but being on the record, I'm taking Tennessee minus two and a half just because of the lack of Seattle offense, the lack of confidence I do have in that offense. Yeah, I think it's a lot of distractions in Seattle. I, I Nobody's more disappointed going into week three than me. I thought uh, this was the <laughs> year that Seattle, Seattle rebounded and uh, – uh, and sort of took their big uh, their place on the mantle back, and they have yet to do that. And I don't think today's the day that they do. Uh, I, I like what I, I'm going Tennessee to win at home. Uh, again, your, your, your fantasy implications are not that uh, not crazy. There's no there's no deep sleepers here. You, if, if you're starting, I, I would not start Marcus Mariota. Uh, I don't think he's ready to be a consistent and reliable fantasy quarterback for anybody yet. He's one of those guys that can throw up five touchdowns and then not. Um, for those Derrick Henry owners, for those Derrick Henry owners, do you consider playing him? Because with the, the question marks between DeMarco Murray, or do you just stay away from the running back situation altogether in Tennessee? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think you can. I think he's a, a sort of a Jaquiz type uh, position right now. Uh, I think that uh, yeah, he'll get the, the touches. Uh, and then I think it's just a gamble on whether they, they pan out, pan out or not. Uh, mm-hmm. he does, they do like him around the goal line. So, um, you know, if you're, if you're needing a flex or a deep wide out, I mean, uh, you know, those David Johnson owners are looking for somebody to sort of fill the void here. I don't hate him. Um, yeah. I don't hate, I don't hate that start there. Um, but, um, again, if you have any other viable options, anybody, uh, less than Isaiah Crowell, right? I mean, um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think, uh, but if you're in that position where you're reaching and you're, you're uh, relying on that David Johnson thought, I think uh, he's not, he's not a bad, uh, a bad play there. So. Gotcha. So one of the most interesting movements uh, in the NFL this week is this game. It's Cincinnati is seven and a half point dogs at the Green Bay Packers. Now this game is interesting because the Packers offense is all beat up. This game started at a 10-point spread. So Cincinnati was 10-point dogs. 70% of the action from the public has gone in the way of Green Bay. However, over the course of the week, Cincinnati, the the line has moved two and a half points towards Cincinnati. So there's a lot of weird stuff on this. I know Tyler Effort for the Bengals is out. I feel like that guy is always injured, man. He's always injured. Uh, great talent, yep. always injured. The b- best part of ability is availability. Tyler Effort, never on the field. But with the weird, the weird movement going on in this game, I'm leaning towards Cincinnati. I'm actually taking Cincinnati 
plus the seven and a half. Green Bay struggles without the safety blanket of Jordy Nelson. They don't have a re- necessarily a great run game. They have a couple banged up receivers. And when 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 Randall Cobb is your one or two in this offense, this offense just doesn't click the way it does with Jordy Nelson on the field. So for that reason, I'm taking Cincinnati. I can maybe Cincinnati. I I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Cincinnati surprised everybody and actually beat this because Green Bay has traditionally struggled at the beginning of the year, the last couple, uh, last couple of years. So I'll take Cincinnati plus seven and a half here. Yeah, boy. I mean, that would be, uh, that would be really great. Uh, if that happens, I really like Mixon in this game. Um, so well, although they do spread the ball out there, um, I think they're, uh, uh, he was a weird draft choice to begin with. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I like A.J. Green a lot here. Uh, I think you're right. And uh, I, I think that uh, Green Bay struggles. I hope that you're right for that reason. I, I mean, I'm just not sure that they win outright. I think uh, mm-hmm. Green Bay prob- probably wins this game. If I had to pick on the line, I'd be going with you. Uh, but in just straight out, I like, um, you know, I like Randall Cobb as a play. Anybody with a with a with a tight end marking on his uh, side, it seems like Aaron Rodgers likes to go to the tight ends. So Martellus Bennett uh, and anybody who uh, could be catching the ball as a tight end for Green Bay is going to be a hot play today. Uh, mm-hmm. I like I like uh, he loves that position when Jordy's not available. So uh, <laughs> yeah, some 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 players there. If you're if you're looking for some some tight end help. Look no further than Green Bay. Um, yeah. I think Cobb is Cobb is Cobb. He's got those creepy eyes, um, so I don't play him for, because he looks like <laughs> I, don't know, he, I don't know. He just creeps me out, um, so that's why I'm not playing him. But he yeah. could be a decent play today. Uh, again, remembers one of those enough. zombies in like Michael Michael Jackson's Thriller, like music it does, video. Exactly you know, right. he's just yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. I'm there. I know. Like, oh, yeah. why are you looking at me like that? Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, yeah, ugh. so I I, uh, I I don't love it. Uh, so yeah, I like Green Bay uh, to uh, to win outright, and uh, I you know I think some of those plays there uh, are gonna be safe. So all right, what do we got next? We're we're running out of time here. Yeah, we are. Kansas City three point favorites at L A Chargers. Um, this is a game Andy Reid loses. I'm telling you, this is this is a typical Andy Reid loss. Coming off, huge win at uh, the Patriots, then a very solid win against the Eagles. Playing a lesser opponent week three. This is a game Andy Reid loses. I'm taking the Chargers plus three here. I'm, I'm leaving it. I'm telling you, I know Andy Reid. This is a game he loses, no doubt. Wow. And uh, nobody knows uh, Andy Reid better than you do. Uh, you were, <laughs> um, you know, you, you, you've had success against the line. Uh, you, you, uh, so, so I'm going to take your word for it here. Um, running back play in Kansas City. Kansas City offense has been uh, pretty good. Uh, Alex Smith is still not a start here. Uh, he's, he's just never going to be a start, guys, I, I, uh, especially with a solid running game like this. Uh, I do like Kelsey, um, probably the best uh, or second best tight end in the AFC. Um, so if you can play Kelsey, play Kelsey. Uh, if you can play any running backs from uh, 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 from Kansas City, do it. Uh, and across the ball, I don't know. Um, I, I like Marvin Jones. I, I think uh, uh, he's been a solid play. Philip Rivers is uh, among the elite in quarterbacks, so you should be starting Philip Rivers if you can. Uh, Melvin Gordon is who I meant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I think he's a decent play there. And uh, 
yeah, you go you go there and uh, uh, play those guys. I think you're safe. Not a lot of deep sleepers here. Not a lot of great uh, wide receivers. Not a lot of great uh, action. I don't love this game. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I and again, I'm not. Uh, as much as I believe in respect in you, I believe, I think Kansas City's for real. And I think uh, San Diego, which, you know, we could talk about next week. They're talking about moving the Chargers back to San oh, Diego uh, already after week what one. What a mess. And, uh, what a mess. My, 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 my uh, I have an old boss who is the chief revenue officer at the Chargers, and I can't wait to talk to him this week and get his yeah. take on it. I'm sure he's not happy. So. We, should, we, we um, should do a special report. We should do a special episode. Bring him on, do a little interview, do a little 15-minute interview with him. I think he would love that. He's a great guy. Okay. We work together at Intercom. So, yeah, anyway. Um, okay. So, yeah, I'm going, I'm going Chiefs, I think, they're for real. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So the Sunday night game this uh, today is Oakland is at Washington mentioned this before Oakland is three point dogs. Um, Just because this is an eight 30 game at a West coast team coming out East, I feel a little bit more confident in Oakland. I think the Raiders are a good deal. I mean, it's a field goal game. I I think the Raiders are going to, are going to win this by 10 to 13 points. I mean, unless, unless, Pryor goes all for Kirk Cousins and Pryor have like, you know, 150 yards and two D's, two TDs together. Um, I'm leaning towards Oakland minus three in, in this matchup. Um, I just, I don't think Washington's in the eight and eight team at the end of the day. And I, I think Oakland has the better defense. They have the better offense. They have the better team overall. Yeah. I'm selling um, Washington already. Um, I went uh, with, uh, Jamison Crowder actually kind of high because he was going to be, you know, get us the, some return yards, which I was excited about, uh, you know, muffed the first uh, punt and it's, it's not gotten better for him uh, and not uh-huh. even a little bit. So uh, I sold Jamison Crowder in and, and actually traded up for uh, Richard Higgins in Cleveland. Uh, I think that's, that's the play. I think if you have Crowder, uh, I think that that's what, what you need to do is, is cut your cut your losses now. I don't think that he, I had a lot of hopes in him, and, and he's just not there. Uh, I'm selling on Cousins. I'm selling on uh, J- uh, Josh Norman. I just don't have any belief in uh, in that team, in the coaches. I think uh, Oakland comes out. This is going to be a great showcase game for them. Uh, after seeing uh, Beast Mode dancing against the Jets, I think they do. I think it's a similar performance. I, I like Oakland to win straight out. I don't care about points. Clearly, you know that. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I think it's Oakland all over the place. Quarter L. Patterson, Amari Cooper. I think, uh, you know, you start Carr. You start um, uh, Lynch. You start uh, – just start heavy on, on Oakland because I feel like as, as real – and imagine those teams come from the same division. Imagine Kansas City and Oakland have to play each other twice. That's mm-hmm. really exciting. Uh, that is good AFC football. And finally, somebody that might be able to give the Patriots a little bit of run. So, um, yep, love it. Love it. All right, move on. I know. We're on the last game. Last game. we got Dallas is at Arizona. Dallas is three-point favorites in this matchup. But, look, at Dallas has only two, two healthy corners. Uh, that offense looked abysmal last week. Um, I, I just feel like this is another line that Vegas is trying to bite you, like bait you. They bait you. But Arizona has looked so terrible that I'm probably going to pick Dallas here, like, you know, just because I'm play, playing these psychological games on myself. I'll pick Dallas minus three just because I do think they're going to cover. But also, if they do lose this, I'm not going to be the, I'm not going to be mad at all. 
um, as long as they, you know, lose, actually lose the game altogether. But um, I just Carson Palmer looks like an old man. He he looks he yeah. looks like he should be chopping wood in the in the forest somewhere, not playing football. Um, yeah. You know, it just maybe at the end at the end of the Arizona game, he did start coming alive, but I just don't think it's consistent. I'll take Dallas minus three here in the Monday night game. Yeah, boy, and you've got to be um, you've got to be nauseous and nervous about um, uh, Zeke only putting up eight rushing yards. I think that had a lot to do last week with um, you know just just uh, a hangover uh, week from after a Giants win. Uh, I think nothing to worry about. I think he returns to form. Uh, Arizona's defense can be okay. They 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 show it in in in, in bursts. They show up, and uh, but but I think nothing to worry about there. I hate Dallas's wide receivers: Cole Beasley, um, uh, whatever, uh, Des Bryant. Uh, I, I don't like what they have going on over there. I think uh, the start is. You can start Witten, you can start Prescott, you can start Zeke, uh, and across the ball, I think um, Fitzgerald will always get you your, your um, but but I like uh, Sheriff Joe Brown. He's a little little guy uh, down there in Arizona. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's he's a nice little play there as well, um, and and he's picking up some of the slack. So um, yeah, that's it. I know we're we're, we're just about out of here. Two minutes right. to go. Um, yep. yep. So I'm ta- I'm taking Dallas in the win there. Um, as much as I'd like to see them lose, I don't think they do. And mm-hmm. uh, you've got my plays on that for the week. So. Yep. All right. Well, we got a minute left here. We wrap it around to Philadelphia Giants. Big game here. What's, I mean, we talked about a final take. What, what's the score on this game, Kyle? Yep. So I think uh, I'm flipping it back around. I'm going to go 21-17 New York Giants. And wow. uh, you'll be singing. You'll be singing Call Me Maybe on uh, on monday into the youtube channel all right um for me I, i'm gonna go whew, i i don't think philadelphia covers i i say this is going to be it's going to be a 21 17 game oh that's the same score you did only reverse okay i'm going to do 16 13 philadelphia this game okay and i, like I think that i like it both taking the unders so hey there both we go 15 under. minutes to score uh 15 minutes or 15 seconds till the end. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Any parting words there, Mr. Anderson? Uh, no, I'm good. Uh, have a great week. You will hear more of us this week where uh, programming is stepping up, and uh, you'll hear more of the podcast. But have a great week. Be profitable, and, uh, and we'll talk to you on the flip side. Peace. Peace.